So you say something funny and then it beeps. You say something funny on demand. Um. Um. And we're testing it out. Okay. We'll be. So today, me and Isabel are going to be talking about depression. Isabel is my sis, um, and we both have a depression, so that's why we're talking about it today. We both think we can offer some advice and just share our experiences with it. Um, a lot of people say that they have depression when they don't, and they're just sad. So there's like a difference between being depressed and just sad. So I'm going to read the DSM-5 criteria. So it says that the individual must be experiencing five or more of these symptoms during a two-week period. And they are depressed mood most of the day, nearly every day, markedly diminished interest or pleasure in all or almost all activities most of the day, nearly every day. Significant weight loss when not dieting or weight gain or decrease or increase in appetite nearly every day. A slowing down of thought and a reduction of physical movement. Fatigue or loss of energy nearly every day. Feelings of worthlessness or excessive or inappropriate guilt nearly every day. Diminished ability to think or concentrate or indecisiveness nearly every day. Recurrent thoughts of death, recurrent suicidal ideation without a specific plan or a suicide attempt or a specific plan for committing suicide. Rude. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> they also, pretty rude. That is so rude. Yeah. Like, hit me where it hurts the most. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when did you kind of realize, like, you have that, like, oh, shit moment, like, I have depression? It was with you, actually. We were in, we we're going to see our dad in Florida, and we were just hanging out on the beach, and I said, I was 12, and I said, hey. When you get in a car, do you sometimes, like, like not want to put your seatbelt on? Just, like, if you get in a car accident so you'll die and then not have to wake up? And you said, no. No. I don't remember that at all. Wow. Yeah. So I realized that no one else around me wanted to get hit by a bus. And was yeah. The only one and, like, did. everyone has different, like, degrees of depression. So mm -hmm. when I say I have depression, I mean very recently after our father passed away mm -hmm. and got depressed. Um, but I wouldn't say, like, I have clinical depression all the time. Mm -hmm. It was a de very depressed period of my life. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call myself depressed, like, yeah. as you would, you know. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's a big difference, too. Like, there's a normal scale of, like, grief that people experience. But and... mine was past that. Mm -hmm. There, Like, there's no right way to grieve. Yeah. But... I think my grief turned into severe depression because it lasted for like a year and it became well. That's when it persists. It's that's when it's depression. Yeah, but it was According sparked to by our DSM five. Yes, but it was triggered by something. Mm -hmm. So whereas yours was just like always kind of present your whole life. And yeah, like I can look back and be like, yeah, like totally yeah. saw that. I would always say like, and Isabel's also bipolar. Sorry, bipolar um, depressive. Yeah, yeah. So, but. I remember thinking when I was six, like, there's a good Isabel and a bad Isabel. And we pretend that she had an evil twin named Bethany. Oh, yeah, it was Bethany. Yeah, and so whenever, like, we'd be eating at the dinner table, Bethany would be looking at me with, like, these dagger eyes. And I'd be like, I can't tell my mom that Bethany's here. Like, I have to pretend it's Isabel. Like, yeah. I'd get so nervous. Like, 
Bethany would be in the car. Like, I remember just being terrified of Bethany because when Bethany came out, no one was having a good day. Yeah, savagery. Yeah, it was savagery. But I think one thing people don't realize about depression is how much of your life that you miss out on and just completely blank on. Like, Olivia has this whole memory. I don't have any memory of it at all. I didn't remember Bethany until she just said Bethany right now. And, like, I'm assuming that's the right name. But I, don't, Bethany, yeah. but I don't have a memory of it. We would do it at summer camp, too, to, like, freak all the kids out. Mm-hmm. So, And I was so used to it. It was so normal for me. Yeah. But other people, I'm sure, thought we were, like, crazy. Yeah. Because the point I'm trying to make is that depression can take away periods of your life with leaving you with no memory. Almost like holes in your Dissociating, brain. kind of? Not dissociating. You look back and you don't remember anything. Yeah. Like, literally. You don't have memories that people yeah. have. Yeah. Your brain is empty. Yeah. That's very sad. Emptiness is a good word, I think. But it really do be like that. It really do be like that. It really do. I think this is like, so after my dad died, I remember one day I was going on a run and I usually love to run, but this run was hard. And then all of a sudden I just started like sobbing and like it hit me like then that I wanted to kill myself and like, that's what I all I could think about the whole run was how I was going to kill myself when I got home. Not like when I got home, but like in the future, like when I was going to do it, all this stuff. And I just told my mom right away. I was just like, this is very abnormal for me. Like I got put on an antidepressant and it helped immediately almost. But that was a phase of my life where if I I'm afraid to go off my antidepressants because like, what if I do have depression now? Mm -hmm. you know and it's just the medicine just works so well Mm -hmm. you know and it's not like that for everyone like I'm so lucky that like it was a period yeah definitely well medicine is hard because it it only works just to such an extent um where you kind of have to put in the work too you know what I mean like it'll give you the tool in your toolbox exactly it's not the whole box yeah definitely so on top of antidepressants, it doesn't mean you could just take a pill and, like, go about your day. You actually have to actively, like, tell your brain, hey, dude, yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know, a lot of things. You don't need to kill yourself. You yeah. genuinely don't. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's, like, reminding yourself, like, all the good things you have, which sounds really cheesy, but that's actually helped me a lot. Just mm-hmm. sitting on my bedroom floor and being, being like, present and being grateful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, Isabel, like, is so good. Like, she'll go outside with her crystals and, like, charge her crystals and do some, like, stretching like she didn't used to do that before she does things for herself now like go to like comedy nights and stuff which I think is really awesome and she definitely like has come a long way it all comes down to just being kind to yourself you can't be angry at yourself for not making progress every single day you're not going to make progress every single day you might regress yeah you're going to live with it for your whole life so you have to be kind to yourself about it and you have to reassure yourself like you're not always going to be in this mood and just kind of today, not every day is going to be like exactly. Today. And just keep encouraging yourself and being nice to yourself. And the nicer you are to yourself, the more that like guilt that comes with depression will go away. I think that's kind of also how I knew that I had depression was because I had all this guilt mm-hmm. for no. That's reason. a big part of it. Yeah, and I was just like, there was a point where I was like calling people and saying sorry for things that I didn't even need to say sorry for because I just couldn't fathom why I was feeling so bad about myself. Yeah. That it was like, I did something wrong, you know, like these people all hate me. And I think 
that's another thing with depression is like it really distorts your view about your like purpose and your place on this earth like you really do think no one loves you sometimes oh definitely or you're not lovable you know Mm -hmm. or that it would be better off or you you wouldn't be affected without you and like something that I've had a hard time with is just like I always tell myself now like most things aren't the end of the world which is a good thing but also like the world's going to keep going you know yeah definitely and I think that's a thing with people with depression is just like why am I here like they're very smart people that are depressed oh yeah definitely they have a lot like most people have a higher IQ if they're depressed because they just are so aware of everything that's like going on and the just the it's not like when everything's thriving in the world depression rates go up like it's directly correlated with kind of the state of things yeah because people like we're affected by each other we we genuinely are affected by each other if you're having a bad day, I I consider myself an empath. I don't have a good day either, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if people that I really love, like, are are sad, mm-hmm. like, I can't be happy. Yeah. Or genuinely happy. Mm-hmm. For me, I just think it's, like, uh, I think a lot of the problem is, like, depression in this first world country when you have all these comforts is, like, I literally have no reason to be depressed right now. That I, makes it worse. And it makes you, it makes yourself feel guilty. Because you just sit on it. The guilt the guilt is a really interesting thing. Like, I remember being, like, five and, like, putting away – like, my first chore was ever was, like, putting away dishes in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And there were, like, big forks and little forks. And I was, like, I don't want to separate the little forks from the big forks because, like, the baby forks and the mommy forks need to be together. And I felt like I was, like, the worst human ever for doing that. You know what I mean? Like, I always, even then, I always needed to have a reason for why I was guilty. Yeah. I I just felt guilty because I was always so angry. Yeah. And, like, anger is a secondary emotion, you know? Yeah, definitely. Another thing about being this angry and this cute is that, when you get angry, everyone around you goes, nah. And, and it just makes me you more angry. Me and are both like five two, give or take an inch. Yeah. So no one really takes us seriously. Yeah, definitely. People laugh when I get mad. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely. how I know. I'm like, okay, well. But they're like, oh, that chipmunk's having a bad day. I know. Aww. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of stories I have that about depression that like a lot of things where I'm just like, normal quote-unquote like moral neurotypical people just like wouldn't think this way Mm -hmm. you know but like what are some like misconceptions you think about depression that people that don't have it kind of like get wrong I just think the number one thing is that people aren't kind enough to people with depression they're not patient enough um and they expect too much so they don't view it as something that's seriously chemically Crippling. incorrect in your brain that yeah. affects you every day. That is almost like a physical weight on you every day when you wake up. That's not what they view it as. They just say, like, they think you can snap out of it. Especially if you're high functioning. Especially then- if you're high functioning. Like, I go to work every single day. I work six days a week. And every day someone tells me, like, you make my day all the time. You always make me smile. 
you know, because I'm such a high functioning depressive. And yeah. the other day I said, you know, I, I, I'm really struggling right now. I think I got to go see a new therapist or something. And they said, oh, and they said, oh, you have depression. And I said, yeah. And they said, I would have never guessed yeah. that you had depression. Because of the way you carry yourself. Yeah. It's just, but that take, but they don't understand how much effort that takes out of someone. And almost when people tell me that sometimes I'm like, thank you, honestly, but also like, it doesn't have a look. It doesn't have a look. Not always. Yeah. It does sometimes like, oh, you can like look at someone and be like, they're having a bad day, but like. Which is exactly why I think it's important to talk about it because you wouldn't expect certain people you wouldn't expect to be depressed and they genuinely sometimes the happiest people like yeah are depressed like robin williams for example Mm. he was very very depressed and he was always making people laugh he said something really good about depression which i think like we need to hear it out was like it was something along the lines of yes depression is a a crippling illness that is not 100 like people aren't 100 in control of but i also do believe that if you are not thinking the right things actively, eating the right things actively, hoping actively, loving yourself actively, then you are not giving yourself a fighting chance. That's so true. You cannot just give yourself a pill. There was a point at school, and I think I tend to get more depressed when I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is depression, because like there was a point where I could not get out of my bed for eight days. Yeah, and I did not leave my apartment for eight days, and all I ate was Oreos. Yeah. And that just perpetuated the cycle. Like, if I had had healthy food, you know, I probably would have just mm-hmm. been, been in my, like, right mind. But yeah. I literally, Isabel knew. I was calling her, like, crying. Yeah. And, like, I was depressed. Like It was hard. Yeah. And it's hard for me because, like we were saying earlier, like, Olivia wasn't always this way. It was always me. So then me seeing the way that I've always been on Olivia, someone who I've always viewed as happy, was really hard. It was really sad. Yeah. Because a lot of people viewed me that way too and yeah. I, it wasn't fake either it was very genuine yeah. so after my dad died I went on antipsychotics just because I was I needed to be stabilized because I wasn't doing well I had a lot of PTSD yeah and um I didn't laugh for four months mm-hmm. and it was the scariest thing because I felt like I couldn't make emotions yeah I didn't have emotions and it was yeah jarring yeah and that's why when my I feel like my my mood is kind of getting getting really bad. I don't immediately jump the gun and say, okay, let's medicate. I kind of step back and wait it out and be patient with myself and be kind to myself yeah. and look hopeful for, towards the future. And then you'll You've find- You've gotten so much better. Like think about how you coped back then, even versus now, like oh, definitely. punching holes in the walls. Now you don't do that anymore. I, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm 90 pounds. I could still punch a good hole in a wall. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I just go to hardcore shows. Yeah, where it's okay, punch other people. Where it's okay to hit people. Yeah, they want it. They, they literally like it. want it. Yeah, it's great. They pay for it. Mm-hmm. Another thing with depression, finding those outlets that yeah. you can be that place where you can be angry at. Yeah, there's always some anger, like latent anger, you never really know about. And you're yeah, like, what, that that bitch in third grade, dude. Even told if you're the angry, class that I farted. Yeah, when it was her. Yeah, that would make like, me angry still. Yeah, yeah, but like. I'm not saying you need to go about all your friends, go to all your friends and talk about how sad or angry you are. But I personally, like my best friend, we love ranting to each other about p- things that make us angry. And you angry. need a friend. And you to need rant that to. person. To, we're not each other's therapist, but yeah. if I'm fucked, if I need to fucking go off, you know yeah. what I mean? Like she's there to listen and she thinks it's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, again, when I'm small, when I'm angry, like it's yeah. funny. 
regardless. Yeah. So having that person that you guys kind of both enjoy and you feed off each other's like, fuck this. And you kind of just get that out for a day. That's why Twitter was invented. That's why Twitter was invented. Yeah. Honestly. Like, it's so good for, like, my depression because I'm just... Side note about Twitter. Side note about Twitter. My favorite thing about Twitter is when the mainstream media goes, okay, we're going to put together this story. Uh, For example, Epstein, yep, committed suicide. Hope it works. They send it out immediately Twitter. Oh, how motherfucking convenient. A billionaire with tons of dirt commits suicide. Okay. And it just immediately, uh, air quotes, immediately on Twitter, everyone blew up and was like, yeah, no. And that's why I love Twitter. I love Twitter. It's just a conglomerate of fucking people. I love those like memes that go viral where it's just like my depression, my eating disorder, my anxiety, like all meeting up. And it's like all those people doing the dance. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Like. But it, yeah, I mean, I think another another misconception that depressed people or uh, mentally ill people have is mentally ill people have is that they're in this alone. Like no one understands what they're going through. That's not the fucking case. There are yeah. literally millions of people that feel actually exactly the way that you do, and I'm sure neither of you can describe that feeling because it's so painful. And that's why no one thinks that anyone feels like them. Yes, but you have to communicate and be like, no, dude, I feel big sad sometimes too. Big sad. Big sad. And that's okay. You know, I think another moment where I realized I had depression was where I was, like, laying down in bed with my friend. And he was trying to tell me that, like, there was, like, more to life than, like, than what I was seeing. And he was, like, Mm -hmm. people love you. Like, your friends just all came over and you, like, made them all breakfast and, like, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, no one loves me. Like, I'm, like, unlovable. And I was crying. And, like, I didn't want anyone, like... Like, nothing anyone said could change the fact that I thought no one loved me. Yeah. Yep. Or did. I was like, there's nothing you can say. And he was just, like, so sad. Like, he was crying. Yeah. And I was like, why are you upset? And he was like, because I care about you. And I was like, I don't. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. But one one time when I realized I was not in a good spot was when me and my boyfriend were going to Chick-fil-A. And big complex of just like people going and shopping and shit and there was like a really happy family of like a mom and a dad and like three kids they're all like giggling the kid was holding the mom's hand and I just gestured out the window and loudly said I don't want to see that really yeah and then Darren was like Isabel that's a perfectly pleasant situation and I was like gross oh my gosh you know it's just like secondhand anger at someone else's content with life if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. Oh, that's it's like big... when you see happy people in relationships and you're like, fuck them. Yeah. That's like a big, a big thing that to this day I'm working on conquering. You know what I mean? Yeah. Another misconception with depression is that one day you're going to be like, done, not depressed. That's not how it fucking works. Yeah. It's literally, it's, it's just, I mean, it's going to keep coming back. So you better get used to it. You better be nice yeah, to yourself like, and you better learn how to tame it. It's like, it goes thoughts feelings behaviors yeah so like if you get a nasty thought try to cut it like nip it in the bud Mm -hmm. because then it becomes a feeling and your feelings feel real and then it can become a behavior yep you know definitely it's a cycle so and yeah then sometimes the behaviors could take over because you're so tired that you can just sleep and then it just yeah yeah, everything perpetuates yeah so literally it could be as simple as being like this thought is wrong 
Oh, yeah. My feelings are not real. Yeah. It's they're valid, it's but they're not real. It's taking control of your brain. Yeah. Absolutely. And again, that's the number one, number one thing I get concerned about with people who just run to medicine is that they're not actually addressing the thoughts and taking control of them. They're just putting CBT, medication over it. CBT. Exactly. Cognitive behavioral therapy. Not to be confused You have to with find CBT. a good therapist, though. My first therapist was like, Olivia, you're straight. We all make it with our best oh, friends yeah. in hotel rooms. Another big thing. That's big wrong yeah but yeah another thing therapists a good therapist not easy to find yeah not i'm so easy lucky to find. that i have a good one now yeah um isabel's therapist actually yeah i just i had some not good therapists yeah my one of my therapists was like yo look i've seen you for a year now and this is what i think is going on i could lose my license for this but i'm gonna say it you're being haunted by a demon and i was like Hun, I'm paying you sixty dollars. I'm paying you sixty dollars yeah. a session to tell me that I have a fucking demon in me. No, that ain't it, Chief. It's called depression. Yeah, that's what it li- literally is a demon, though, but in a different way. No, but she was like, "You need no. to go to literal like, church." Like, yeah, like, yeah. And I was like, "Fuck you, bitch." Yeah. And then she was like, she tried to tell me that. Uh, well, I was at the time. I was like, I was a lot younger, so I was like. So like, oh, do I like girls? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, demons can make you think homosexual thoughts. And I was like, oh, no, that's why I like titties. Like, oh, bitch, no. no. <laughs> I like titties because titties are great. Titties are great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, finding a professional that's that works homophobic. with you. That's not homophobic. That isn't crazy themselves um, is not easy all the time. Genuinely. And or that hasn't been through anything. So they're like, well, maybe you should meditate. Yeah, you know <laughs> yeah like, you're just not going to vibe with some of them. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like, when you're going to school, like, I go, I go to, like, college. I went to UMass for three years, and there were so many girls that were getting psych degrees that just made me laugh because I was like, you literally have no empathy. Like, you don't you understand the human anything. psyche at all because you, you, can you don't. Learn, you can read about it in a book. Yeah. You can read about, like, anxiety, but if you don't have anxiety, you just don't know what it's like. Yeah, and these are the same girls that the second that something goes wrong with their friends, they call up their fucking mental health line at their school and send them away. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like they do You've not there. they do not know yeah. or care even to take the time to understand the emotion that you're feeling. Yeah, so I feel like a lot of it is just like making an effort to understand what your friends are going through. And like my thing is don't treat people the way you want to be treated, treat them the way they want to be treated sometimes. Like yeah, sometimes you don't understand. Yeah, like how you're not the same. You, you don't can have just the say, same needs. Yeah, yeah, like how can I support you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Literally. the other like I've been having a rough month. My good friend just said, "What can I do to make sure that you're safe and to provide you support?" That's literally yeah. word and for word. And if you're a good friend, you want to give you want to give your friend support. Yep. Without being their therapist, you can still ask for support. Like that's we're humans. We need that. You know. Yep. And I literally told her. Send me a meme or two. I'll hit you up when I need you. Yeah. Sometimes it's as simple as just sitting with someone that's sad. 100%. Like, and just being like, I'm here, you know? Like, yeah. we can talk. We, we cannot talk. We can watch TV. Like, my presence shows that I care. Definitely. If I don't have the words for it. Yeah. You know? So I guess that's how to help a depressed friend is just to be there for them. Yeah. And, like... And not give up on them. And even if they don't come to all your social gatherings, keep inviting them. them. Yeah. Because they want to know that people still love them. Yeah. And that just reinforces, like, oh, no one loves me. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, just, like, invite them places. Like, even if they don't go, like, 
kind of have the expectation that like if your like plans are gonna like if you make plans with them like they might fall through and like that's yep. okay be, like be kind to them yeah. yeah just be understanding and if they're really pissed about something like I do this with my family too and like they probably need a little extra love yeah yep. you know and just let them be angry you know yeah, exactly. give them a little extra love when they're feeling really intense emotions because even though that's when you want to love them the least it's when they need it the most definitely you know yeah like the other day, my mom was in a really, really bad mood, yelling at me for no reason. And I, instead of being like upset, I was just like, I just walked up to her and gave her a hug and just it was just like, how like, and then she started crying and I was yeah. like, so she was sad. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, so like, I just immediately was like, okay, she probably needs a little extra love. Definitely. These kids came in to my work the other day and they said some sick shit. They were like, oh, when I was a kid, I used to feed Alka-Seltzer to seagulls so they would blow up. What the heck? And I literally, like, my heart actually sunk in my chest. I felt so sick. And I just said, dude, can you come across the counter? I'm going to give you a hug because apparently your parents never hugged you. You don't just do that if you got hugs. So I came around the counter and I gave him a big hug. And he said, I'm a pretty messed up guy. And I said, you should go to therapy. And he said, you know what? I'm considering it. And then we talked about therapy. That's another thing about and therapy. that's that is not the response he was looking for. He was looking for me to be like, "How dare you be like a bird, it's an animal?" No, instead yeah. I said, "Yo, your parents didn't hug you. Give yeah. me a hug." That's so true. That's an animal. You know what I mean? Like I could have been like, "What kind of sick fuck are you?" Which yeah. like, sick fuck. Regardless, don't get me wrong. But do I want him to go on to be a serial killer? No, no. we need to show him love. I now. don't. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. That was profound. Thank you. <laughs> that really was. That changed. Like, that, I'm going to think about that later I, today. Again, I'm not always an upstanding citizen. The other day, saw a kid wearing a Trump shirt, went up to him and said, hey, asshole, dumb fucking shirt. And then I walked away. So, like, I am not always tolerant. Like, that's that's not to say I'm always a fucking peace, love yeah. type of person. Like, I have my peace, moments. Peace, love, unity, respect. Yeah. It's just you know, plur. Plur life, baby. It ain't always the yeah. case. I, but I try as hard as I can. And, and that's all you can do. That's all you can do. And again, like that comes back to like kind of what I was talking about, just being kind to yourself. You know, you're, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fall back. It's okay. But if you're mean to yourself, you're going to sink down yeah. deeper into it. So what I used to do when I was in high school. Yeah. Now I'd be like, too. oh, I fucking suck. Ew. I'm going to go do this and then feel worse about myself. And then be like, oh, my life sucks. And like, yeah. poor me. Yeah, like, poor me. Then your victim card gets maxed out and you're like, I need to make some changes. Definitely. You know? There comes a point when you're just like, damn, it really be all me. Not all you, but like. Well, no. At the end of the day, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just your responsibility to take care of it, but it's not your fault. No, exactly. Yeah. Because like, you, it's not your fault that your brain isn't firing neurons correctly and like you don't have enough chemicals you don't have enough serotonin or dopamine you can't regulate your dopamine like it's not your fault but yeah. it is your responsibility to deal with it 100 percent, yeah because you know you don't want to be you don't want to be kind of putting out more sadness into the world if that makes sense yeah if humans don't have a way out like if a cell doesn't have a way out it will die yeah like if it doesn't have any pores yeah it will like become full of its own waste and die. And that's like people, if they don't have any outlets, they become full of negativity and they can't thrive. Yeah, you know? definitely. Well, that's what we're made of the cells. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, 
just making those channels to connect with things that you really love isn't really important because if you get in a flow state where you're like, I'm forgetting that time is a thing. I'm forgetting about everything else. Like when you paint Mm -hmm. or like stuff like that, like that's when you're happy. Yeah. And when you're learning all those emotions. You're not even happy, but just like listening to music and going to concerts and dancing or concerts help you forget or moshing for a while. Concerts are the best. Or they make you remember when they play that one song and you needed to remember that memory and just cry it out. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, depression's a bitch. Um, It can make you think a lot of things that aren't true, but just know that your thoughts aren't always real. And just know that even though it does not seem like it, you have the ability to overcome it. Yeah. It's in you. It's it's, in all of us. It's not going to happen overnight. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. But it can get better and it does get better. Like speaking as someone in high school who's always thinking about dying. Yeah. Now I'm 22 almost. I don't think about dying every day. Definitely. It's good. Yeah. And if you obviously like this goes without saying almost, but like if you're feeling these negative thoughts, like please tell someone like people want to hear it. People would rather hear you complain than hear about you dying. 100%. So like there's outlets for that too. Like, there's support groups. Like, there's so many things you can try. Like, so many things you can try. And it's not like, it's not like one thing. It's not like maybe one thing is going to fix you. Like, it's going to be a, b- a bunch of different things that you use in your little toolbox. Exactly. To get better. To with find CBD. a good therapist, though. My first therapist was like, Olivia, you're straight. We all make it with our best oh, friends yeah. in hotel rooms. Another.